0: Coming up next on The Jeff Curly Show, his football career was cut short because God called an audible, but it's the best thing that could have happened to my next guest. That's just ahead. There's an old saying that people make plans and God just laughs. Uh, we have to remind ourselves every single day that even though we are in the car, we're not in the driver's seat. We are in the passenger seat. Somebody who knows a lot about that, Aaron Johnson from Aaron John- Johnson Fitness Club. Um, your career in uh, in sports was cut short in what you told me was a spring game.
1: Absolutely. The Black and Gold Spring Game, Grandma State University, 2002,
0: one play changed my entire life, Yes, it did. Tell me what you had planned. I mean, were you thinking NFL what were you thinking when when you you know were back in that day?
1: Yeah, so like most athletes, um you want to put your best foot foot forward, and with that, you want to dream big and so i I did think I would sneak into the NFL somehow or another and um not really even aware of the the statistical data about professional athletes. And so I thought God would sneak me into the NFL and it didn't happen as I saw it happening, but um, he made a way to turn my injury into an opportunity
0: and I'm thankful for it. We were talking before the show that your identity was so tied up in, in football that you went into something of a depression.
1: Right, and you don't, because you have wake, I've woken up every day since the age of eight years old, being a competitive athlete, um, practicing, giving it my all, never cheating the game, never cheating my coaches. Um, I felt like uh, good things would happen. Good things would come of that. And um, and what I wanted to do was at the end of the day, just be the person that God wanted me to be. And, um, and football allowed me to bring out a lot of those characteristics a lot of those develop a lot of character, and um, and that's really what I'm most thankful for. What did you go to school for? What was your degree? My degree was in sociology. Um, I spent um, four years under great sociology major uh, teachers, uh, Dr. Davis, Dr. Staten, and they really brought the social science mind out of me versus just the athletic sport mind that, that, that I was so used to using all day or every day.
0: Sure. I want to talk about your book, Don't Be a Dumb Jock, How to Be a Super Human Being. And we're going to put the cover up on the screen because I like the illustration. Tell us about the book.
1: So through my injury, um, I learned a lot about myself, thoughts of uh, anxiety, depression, dealing with anxiety, dealing with depression, thoughts of suicide. And at some point in sociology, you realize that you're not the only person that goes through a situation or an event. And so at some point my mind drifted into, I wonder who else is going through this? Who else has been hurt? Who else has lost their identity as an athlete? And then who else needed to find a way to pick themselves up from that low self-confidence spot and then eventually become something um, great again, like I was in sports. And so that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to do with my book, Kinesiology allowed me to understand the mind of an athlete, how to strengthen the mind of an athlete. And so once I decided to put my focus into my academics, into my graduate school studies, um, I could see that there was an opportunity to help other athletes that had been injured. And not in, not even just athletes, but people that have been injured um, and that had gone through some rehabilitation, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional rehabilitation, and Help them to, to, to move forward and, and, and get off that mental loop of.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and he, he works with uh, people from different generations. Um, he does a lot of work with people over 50. And I want to uh, set up this clip and then I want you to comment on it. This is one of his happy clients. Aaron Johnson Fitness. Do it today. Not tomorrow. But I, I gotta get up higher <laughs> now. I see Rocky. You see Rocky?
1: I see Rocky. Oh, <laughs> <it's> exactly. <eggy. laughs> oh.
0: All right, Aaron, let's talk about that success story.
1: Yes. So that was my client, Mm -hmm. Vess. I trained him and his wife. I still train them. Uh, We've trained for about three, four years now. And um, he was a special case because he was already a trainer in his previous life. So he knew training, Mm -hmm. but um, the training methods, the training styles, the science of training has changed. And so we had we met we met ten years before we started to train. And he'll tell you the story. I had just moved to Dallas. Mm-hmm. I was handing out my cards everywhere I, everywhere I was going. <laughs> um, and one of his friends ended up training with me. Introduced me to him. Mm-hmm. And then ten years later, he calls me out of the blue and goes, "I'm ready to start training." I didn't even remember the guy, right? Oh, well, yeah. And so, <laughs> so we've been we've been friends and we've been training since. And um, and just introducing him to the new techniques of sports training, of athletic training, of getting in shape and getting physically fit.
0: Yes. You also work with young people. We're going to show some video of um, a group of young people that you're working with. And it's so important because childhood obesity is kind of off the charts right now, yes. isn't it? And it has been for um, since we
1: started this camp in tw- in 2010. Um, childhood obesity was starting to become more noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle Obama had some initiatives that were... Um, countrywide, and um, but ultimately, since then we watched childhood obesity um, epidemic. We now we're starting to see the mental health um, epidemic with the kids, and having fun and being physically fit is something that's atypical. Versus yeah. when we were growing up, it was normal to go outside, normal to play. Right. And what we don't realize is the the cognitive function that 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 the kids lose when they're not outside playing and jumping and running and the the neuromuscular efficiencies that 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 you lose when you're not out there just moving your body and and becoming more connected to your
0: body and mind. Sure. And a lot of teens will just go home and play video games and that doesn't get the heart pumping, doesn't get blood to the brain. Right. So important, isn't it? And this is what we're talking
1: about being a superhuman, because as an athlete, you have to take care of your body. You have to take care of your mind. um, You have to be more emotionally intelligent. And if you start to do this at an early age, then you develop this autonomic nervous system where your body and your mind automatically feels bad when it doesn't work out. And you go, "Okay, I feel like I need a workout today versus I'm tired. So let me go sit down, let me go lay down, instead of getting up and getting your body flowing, getting your blood flowing, getting your breathing, and getting into uh, a more health conscious um, routine.
0: Yeah, Aaron is also a very talented public speaker. Let's go ahead and roll this clip.
1: Author of a book entitled, Don't Be a Dumb Jock. How to be a superhuman being, yes. I am writing about superhuman powers and superhuman strengths. Would we all agree that on some level, we have some superhuman power, superhuman strength? Can we agree on that? Yeah. All right, so at the fitness trainer, I come across a lot of people that have goals and they have ambition and they have um, things that they want to accomplish in their lives, but a lot of times they don't believe in themselves. And part of my teaching, part of my product, or part of my service is to help people believe in themselves. Everybody say, I can't do it. I can't do it. Come on, say it like me. I can't do it. I can't do it.
0: Now. You're a very comfortable speaker. Did you have to learn how to speak in public or is it a gift?
1: It's all, well, my mom had to speak early in church mm-hmm. and, and doing the Easter speeches. And mm-hmm. so I attribute some of my success and some of my comfortability um, mm-hmm. on the mic with having a my Easter speeches on Easter Sunday and practicing. So yeah, I've been on the mic for a
0: while. Sure. I know that anxiety and depression is, uh, you know, all over the place these days. I think because of the pandemic, so many people were trapped at home or maybe they're working remotely. Mm -hmm. Uh, What advice do you give to the person who is suffering from some kind of um, mental health issues? First, um, you have to take control of your
1: breathing. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot of times the first thing that, that, tends to become dysfunctional is your breathing pattern. You're holding your breath. Once you hold your breath, your thoughts become more clouded. Once your thoughts become more clouded, it's hard to hold yourself in control of your emotions. And so, being in control of your breath, going on long walks, deep breathing in through the nose, out of the mouth. We do a lot of teaching with our youth and our older adults with their breathing because uh, what will aid you quicker than anything is a low oxygen. Yes, low oxygen in your blood. And so we need to be more con- conscious of deep breathing daily, hourly, um, and being moment to moment in the breath, in the moment. And then you can catch your thoughts going. You can c- control your emotions better when your breathing is under control. So, sure. Let's also talk about the importance of
0: positive self-talk because so many of us will play the wrong tape, right? So right. for a while, the, you were playing the wrong tape, which is oh, no, my career is over, Um, you know, what uh, everything that I've worked for is up in flames. But if you stayed in that same loop, you would not be the success you are today.
1: Totally. And um, and I really didn't learn positive self-talk until my sports psychology class. Right. Mm -hmm. Because as an athlete, they just teach you a tough be tough, get Mm -hmm. it done, block out all the distractions. Which is a which is a very high level of consciousness but when you fall from that you need to have those exercises that you know can get you back up into a positive mindset and so i found that self-talk encouraging myself i am strong i can do it and especially with the children um, a lot of times when we give them a part of our program is a skate program the skate buds fitness camp We give our kids um, some heel skates called skate buds. Mm -hmm. The first thing that a lot of the kids will say naturally is, I can't do that. That's their first response. And if you go 13 years from zero to 13 going, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that with every little thing, then you're programming yourself. And so you go through life going, I can do it for the first 13 years of your life. I can do it. I can do it. Blocking out that I can't do it. I can do it. Um, a lot of our kids go, I suck. They I mm-hmm. suck. And that's a that's a key phrase. Instead of I suck, I am strong, I can do it. And and it really turns your attitude. You do it enough, you you say it enough, you'll you'll change your vibration, you'll change your emotional um Frequency. And so we try to teach that very early because emotional intelligence at this point is where you're seeing a lot of the dysfunction. It's where you see um, when you can't control your eating habits. It's when you see um, people that can't, that, that know they're supposed to go work out, they know they're supposed to exercise, they know they're supposed to read the book, but then emotionally they don't feel like it. And a lot of that has to do with previous programming. And so we try to catch the kids early before puberty, mm-hmm. um, instilling the right thought process, instilling the right, right self-talk, instilling goal setting. Mm-hmm. A lot of 80% of people walk around with no goals. And if we start the kids setting goals, goals should be a, um, a habit that helps and, and that improves performance. And so just things like that will help um, the kids um, older adults as well. Sometimes they get out of the habit of setting goals and being more intentional because they go, oh, I'm too old to do that. That's that self-talk. And then your muscles go, oh, you're too old to t- bend over and touch your toes. And then right. you're too old to go for a walk. And then you're too old to go on that plane ride. And before you know it, yeah, you're sitting at home in front of the couch on autopilot. And yeah. so that's what we're trying to do. We want to bring more awareness to people, self-awareness, and then through their self-awareness, they will be able to pull themselves out of a lot of different
0: scenarios, especially those negative situations. Okay, in the two minutes we have left, I want you to give some words of encouragement to the person out there who, uh, is, uh, you know, caught in their own pity party. Yes. Um, I mean, nobody's going to end up paying this light bill but you. You can't. Exactly. You can't stay in a pity party for long um, and, and uh, be successful in life. Why don't you talk to that person? Yes.
1: So first of all, we have to take self-accountability, be responsible, whether it was your fault or you deem it was the other person's fault or whoever's fault it was take responsibility for what the results of it were. And then from there, you can start to come up with solutions. As long as you're pointing the finger out in an external way and not looking at yourself internally, um, then it's going to be hard to come up with a solution. It's going to be hard to come up with more goals. It's going to be hard to come up with a plan to move forward. And then you'll still end up being on the same self pity party that, that is productive. So If anything, let's take responsibility. Your weight, your health, your strength is internally up to you. God is going to help. Yes, God is there. He's going to be there for you. But you have to get up. You have to do the work. You have to put one foot in front of the other in order to make these things happen.
0: Outstanding. We're going to end with his uh, Facebook page, uh, the great Aaron Johnson. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate the opportunity. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.